afternoon on the East Coast, good morning on the West Coast, and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dias, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquenceOnline.net in beautiful New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power of Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more and today we're talking about Five Star Bank. They have gone through a rebranding, and I think it's so interesting because when you rebrand, it touches every aspect of your brand. And it made me think about another rebranding that I don't think has gone so well. And so it's a perfect time for one of our favorite things to do. It is the Wells Fargo update. The Wells Fargo wagon! The Wells Fargo wagon. Oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. Oh, please let it be for me. Oh, oh, the Wells Fargo wagon is a coming down the street. I wish, I wish I knew what it could be. I got a box of maple sugar on my birthday. In March, I got a great mad and Yeah, Wells Fargo tried not necessarily to rebrand themselves, but to reintroduce themselves to an American banking audience after it was discovered that what you were getting in the Wells Fargo banking wagon was accounts you had not opened, insurance you had not purchased. So they came out with this whole thing reestablished in 2018, and another scandal hit them. So I thought, you know, their rebranding should be uh, reestablished 2.0, 3.0, 4.0, and beyond. But great reminder many times and often all the times, the best bank, especially for your business banking needs, your commercial banking needs, is not a national brand. It's a local brand. And Five Star Bank had that in their DNA. And yet they realized time is changing. History is changing. We want to rebrand our bank. And so today we're going to talk about that. One of my favorite things to talk about, um, I've, I've talked many times on this show about that moment um, in 1939, the Wizard of Oz, that black and white to color moment. Dorothy walks out of that black and white screen into that colorful world of Oz. And sometimes that's what it takes to keep your audience re-engage, to intentionally engage your audience with a new and beautiful and dynamic brand, and that's what Five Star Bank is doing. And of course, when you do this, when you do this, um, there's a lot of things that change, and there's also some things that seeks, that, that stay the same. As Five Star Bank seeks to solidify its strength in commercial banking, the rebranding was part of that strategy, and we're going to talk to the person who's in charge of all of it. Her name is Amy Lotus, and we're going to talk to her, and we're going to do it all right after this.
she is the same, Amy, but it's a whole different five-star bang. Hey, Amy, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for having me. Oh, we are so glad to have you. One of those great square mountain states. Hey, listen, Amy, tell us about you and your career in banking. Well, I started in banking in 1992. Um, back in the day when a bank actually had a receptionist, wait, as, as customers walked in the door, I sat at a desk, I greeted clients, I answered the telephone. Um, the marketing coordinator at the time went out on maternity leave and the bank and didn't come back. So the bank president asked if I had any interest in marketing. Turns out I liked it, was good at it. Um, I have spent the last 27 years um, all in community banks in the state of Colorado. Um, wow. I started up in Fort Collins in the Front Range, and now I've moved down, um, and I've been in the Denver market for hmm, 15, 16 years, um, but I have, yeah, I mean, it's been all community banks. Some of them have had a retail and business focus. Some of them have had a commercial-only focus, um, been through think three or four mergers and acquisitions. <laughs> That's part of banking. <laughs> uh-huh. That's part of banking. Yeah. Um, I was even one of those unfortunate ones that worked at a bank that the FDIC took receivership of. Oh, Back that happens in, all the time yeah. too. Yes. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, a lot of times when uh, when the FDIC listens to this show, they always threaten to uh, you know take it into receivership <laughs> all the time. It happens all the time when they hear this show. And I, and I want I want to give the millennials. Um, just a second. We'll take two seconds of radio silence so the millennials can uh, Google what a receptionist is because they may not know. But it sounds <laughs> like you've kind of covered banking from the very beginning. That introduction, that's what the receptionist did. It, it welcomed yeah. people into the branch before mobile apps, before Internet banking, before you know all the online stuff and social media. And so I think that's given you a great – you know, uh, generational view of banking. And of course, <laughs> not much. just the, yeah, and not just the acquisitions and stuff like that, but many, many brands, even non-banking brands realize they need a new logo or a new tagline. In your case, it's better banking equals better business. Tell us what that means to your audience there in Colorado. Um. Well, I think to kind of understand the genesis of why Five Star Bank even began this branding project is to understand what the state of banking in, in Colorado has been. Last year in 2018, we saw six Colorado-owned and operated banks acquired by out-of-state holding companies. So Colorado lost six players that could really say they were locally owned and operated, headquartered in the state of Colorado. We felt, oh, and recently, in the last month, there's been two more announcements of out-of-state banks 
purchasing locally owned Colorado community bank institutions. So we had to, as Five Star Bank has been around for almost now 40 years um, and has, has um, kind of reinvented itself over the last few years, opened a new branch in the Denver market. Um, we're headquartered in Colorado Springs, which has a large military presence. We did actually start as a military bank. Um, that is our legacy. And um, what we have recognized as we've watched what's happened in the state of Colorado, we realized that we could fill a gap. A lot of these banks, these um, out-of-state banks coming in and buying local Colorado institutions left a gap in the market where a small to medium-sized business could be left behind. Um, mm -hmm. You may have your banker displaced, right, through an acquisition. Uh, you may not know who's sitting at the desk anymore. And five-star, we have started um, introducing some niches and some specialty lines of business and really felt that we could come in and fill a gap. So what right. is better banking equal better business? Um, better banking is we're locally owned and operated. We have the exact same management team today that we did seven days ago before I changed the logo. Um, <laughs> we have the same bankers in our community. Um, we truly know small to medium-sized businesses because we are a small to medium-sized business. Our bank is $225 million, and we may have growth plans, but our folks are entrepreneurs, right? They may have invested in the bank. They have, you know, helped small to medium-sized businesses. They may have ran one at some point. So we felt like better banking equals better business solidifies who we are in the marketplace. Wow, that's absolutely, absolutely true. And like you said, some things are staying the same. You know, there are going to be some of the same people. The management didn't change. The the ownership right. of the bank didn't change. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what, is, what has been the response of the business community? How have they responded to this? Oh, my gosh. Everything has been so favorable. Um, we have heard from clients vendors um, alike that have said, oh, my gosh, it is so modern. Um, I know we're on a podcast, so you can't visually see it, but if you were to have compared our logo uh, from last Tuesday to Wednesday morning when I changed it, you would have just mind blown, right? <laughs> so modern. Um, really is the whole identity package is to just solidify our strengths in commercial banking and commercial banking niches, um, as well as, you know, we still certainly have a um, personal banking or retail market. We want to be full service to our business clients, and that means we need to excel on the retail side as well. So, um yeah, I mean, that's it, it, it was a modernization 
of our identity and the reaction from the community has been fantastic. Well, that is great stuff. I, you know, when I hear somebody that's been doing, you know, banking for 27 years, I think it's always kind of fun <laughs> to think about, you know, if you think back to your first day at the bank when you were a receptionist, do you remember what passed for technology on your first day at the bank, what people considered technology? I'm probably putting someone on hold on the telephone. <laughs> um, I am not kidding when I say I typed loan write-ups on the typewriter. There were I, I don't think I had a computer until maybe my third or fourth year in banking. I typed on a typewriter. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's, let's give the millennials another second yeah, here to uh, yes, uh, Google Google typewriter. It's, it's not what you're. It's not what you might be thinking. Well, listen, it is. I'm always fascinated by this because, like you know, a new logo. It's everything. It, it's what's on you know the brochures and everything, the debit cards and you know your website and your social media. And so in, in, in closing, um, what's on the horizon for a five-star bank? What are some of your big plans for the balance of the year? Well, as I mentioned, we have added um, some specialty niches. Um, it's really cool for a bank, I say our size, because I think we're right-sized for our small to medium-sized businesses. But we have, about a year ago, we hired a expert in government contractors and have developed um, where the bank was a partner with four other businesses in our market area and developed the Colorado Government Contracting Forum where we hold events with really high profile um, companies. We've actually had Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman, who if you are a government contractor, those companies are your, you want to do business with them. So as I said, in Colorado Springs, there's a huge military presence. In the Denver metro area, believe it or not, in Aurora, we have a large military, there's a base, there's a presence there. So we have this uh, senior commercial banker who she has been working with government contractors for the better part of 30 years. Um, it's a really neat niche and we're excelling at that. We have a business credit manager. Business credit is one of those divisions that not every business when they're starting out um, gets conventional bank financing, right? <laughs> it's like Jason, you and I, right? Our first credit card probably was secured by three hundred dollars. It was actually it was it was actually less than that. It was uh it was right. two hundred dollars at Montgomery Ward. Uh, hold on, another two seconds for the millennials to check uh, Montgomery Ward. And uh, but no, you're you're absolutely right, and that's what I meant. That's what I meant. If you're a small to medium-sized yeah. business, Wells Fargo may not be the best option for you. Chase no. may not be the best option for you. It may be. And, of course, a lot of credit unions don't have commercial lending yeah. options, and they certainly don't understand the market as well as folks right. like you that have kind of made that part of their core values and part of the and, – and it is. Yes. It's a great time. You know, uh, there are a lot of great opportunities right now in America to start businesses. I read the other day that uh, the, the majority of, of college students starting college 
this year will end up working in career fields that don't exist, and that's only four years from now. Yeah. And so right. it, is, it is an exciting time. So that is great stuff. Well, I'm 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 so glad to hear um, that things are going well. And we always like to to end the interview with just kind of a kind of a fun question. You know, you mentioned that you were a receptionist. You know, that that is like the, <laughs> the quintessential opening gig for someone in in banking if you could go back to that first day on the job as a receptionist and then someone had walked in and said hey did you know that someday you'll be able to take a picture of a check with a phone that you can put in your pocket and it will show up in your account immediately what do you think you would have said not possible i have no idea <laughs> what you're talking about <laughs> i i think I think in 1992, I mean, like I said, I barely even, ha I didn't even have a computer yet. You know, yeah. that kind of thing, that kind of concept would have been back to the future-ish, right? I'll never forget in 1992, my dad took his first delivery of a gateway desktop computer. <laughs> and between the computer, the monitor, and the printer, it filled up the entire spare bedroom in my parents' tastefully appointed home down in Universal City, Texas, Republic thereof. <laughs> hey, listen, folks. Her name is Amy Lotus. The name of the bank is Five Star Bank. They are rebranding and recommitting themselves to helping small and medium-sized business in that great market there in the Denver, Colorado area and the surroundings areas. And Amy, you've been an absolute delight, and I want to wish you and the bank the absolute best in the future. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jason, for having me. Have a great day. Um, well, great job. Great job. Yep. That is right. Uh, Amy told me off the air that, you know, generationally speaking, she was a big fan of Bon Jovi. Great call, by the way. And the millennials will not need to Google Bon Jovi because everyone knows who Bon Jovi is because every generation appreciates and respects a great performer and a great performance. And Five Star Bank is going to continue theirs with a lot of things that don't change and a lot of new things, a new look, a new vibe. And finally, if you've listened to Amy, you cannot, you cannot train that kind of enthusiasm. There's not a webinar. There's not a conference session. There is nothing you can do to create that kind of true brand ambassadorship that you heard from Amy. It's genuine. It's not pretend. It's not it's not fake for the podcast. It's real. And if you can find people like that to represent your brand, it's going to be great. And even now and then, when you feel the need to rebrand your existing look, people like Amy can only make it better. Hey, my name is Jason Dias. You've been listening to The Power Performance, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more? And until next week, speak. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Well,